The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I am one of the hosts, Lowdown. With me, as always, is... F.U. Hunter. What's up, bitches? Start calling you the Green Rocker. <laughs> By the time this comes out, it won't be green anymore. It won't so, be green. Yeah. Uh, his Why hair's... are you trying to depress me because I have to go back to work now? <laughs> Maybe. Because uh, it's fun. <laughs> <sighs> I know. I've got to experiment with most colors in my hair, and now I've got to go true. back Blue, to... Blue, purple. Never did... No, you did red for a stint. Yeah. For a well, stint. Well, I did for Christmas. I did the yeah. red green to yeah, you know, that's celebrate. What it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Currently rocking the green. That's right. Uh, I prefer that probably the best in hair. I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it's like a weird thing with the Joker. Yeah, but like I don't really care for like blue hair and all that. Like green hair, I'm always I've always been okay with. I actually did green uh back in October because um when I even though we didn't do the zombie walk, I, I still did the nurse Joker for the zombie yeah, walk. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so that, I did that for a little while before I went red green for Christmas. So the red green was fun. Yeah. I will say that was fun. Uh, so, all right, guys. Sorry. Speaking of a movie, we're about to talk just a lot of red. A lot of red. <laughs> uh, movies that are a lot of red. Uh, so we're not here to talk about F.U. Hunter's hair color, even though we could do an episode on that because it would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just tag it with a bunch of pictures that I've taken over the last year. <laughs> um, tonight on Killer or Filler, we're going to be going over the 1976 film Carrie versus the 2013 remake. Carrie. Now, there is one that came out in between those two. It was like 2006 or seven. Was that the TV movie? Made for TV movie, okay. which we couldn't find anywhere. Yeah. Well, no, I found it for rent, but I didn't really care to watch it. And we're not going to mention anything about the Carrie 2 sequel that came out. In, no, was that the it was late a 90s? sequel. It was like 02. Okay. It was like literally 01 or 02. Yeah. It came out as a sequel but it was really a remake. They, they disguised it as a sequel. Well, because she remember, she, like, was it her dad was related to Carrie or some? Sh- remember, there was some weird family yeah. connection bullshit. I remember she had some weird vine tattoo that then when she became like it was angry, yeah. it covered her. And then the chick that got away from the first episode, first movie, mm-hmm. um, you know, got killed in this one. Like almost like the whole concept uh, of this Sue. movie. Yeah, the whole concept Sue. of this movie was. We need to fucking find a way to kill Sue because she got out of that goddamn gymnasium. So, <sighs> yeah. So we're not we're not talking about you know we're just strictly talking about the OG and the 2013 remake. Now the OG was directed by Brian De Palma. Now I would hope that our listeners know who Brian De Palma is. If not, I will just just name a few movies. We've got uh, Scarface, Untouchables, yeah, uh, Carlito's Way, the first Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible yep. Raising Cain. If you want to bring it back to the horror world, yep, John Lithgow. That was actually an underrated film. We're going to do a on the chopping block on that in the future. I've never seen it, so it doesn't it, 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 me saying it's underrated doesn't mean that it's going to pass. It just means that I don't think it got any credit at all. And even though on our chopping like episodes, we it doesn't pass doesn't mean we don't give it credit where it's due. Actually, there's another one that I just picked up, got a lot of mentions on um, the first uh, in the Search of Darkness, Dress to Kill. 
Yeah, the Brian De Palma. Yeah, yeah. Just to kill. And yeah. um, there's a lot of comparisons to how Palma, De Palma directed that to how he kind of mirroring Hitchcock. So I'm really oh, yeah, interested no, in to, watching yeah, that because it, it, that movie is very suspense driven. So yeah, on the chopping block for that, we definitely can talk about that. That's a yeah. There are like there's there's, to Hitchcock there's a whole that. I can't remember. There's a podcast that broke down scene for scene of Dress to Kill and how you can match it up with different Hitchcock movies. So I mean. I, there's no other podcast that it will be us when we do the episode. Oh what yeah, that's right. About? Sorry, yeah. The, yes, yeah. we are the only ones. Because we're, we're the only ones. No, for all the no, other great ones. On love the for all the horror podcasts and the horror community. <laughs> we don't say that enough. I think on this podcast, we love. I follow tons of horror podcasts. Uh, we actually there's actually a hashtag on Instagram, hashtag horrorpodfam, and it's a fuck ton of horror podcasts, all with different ways to give you the similar information. Because look, look. You know how many fucking podcast episodes I've been done about fucking the, the, the Carpenters, the thing? Yeah. Everyone does it differently, though. That's the thing. Everyone does it a little bit different, right? It's different and there personalities. Was, there was, there's a podcast listen to where they actually had hands on the Thing TV movie sequel. Yeah. And that yeah. shit blew my fucking mind, man. Yeah. So, uh, tons of horror podcasts out there. Thank you for listening to us, but definitely also check out all the other horror podcasts out there. Our our brothers and sisters in the network are doing great work, and that's and yeah, creating awesome content. So uh, back to the tw- nineteen seventy six carry. Uh, this cast is it's got some big, it's got some power. It's also got this is where they stopped at. So well, but I I think just you look at this and some of the actors and what they went on to. I mean, there's this whole interesting thing where De Palma and Lucas were uh, George Lucas were really tight, and so a lot of the actors that. Uh, audition for Carrie, also audition for Star Wars. If you want to start mm. wrapping your head around a John Travolta mm. Han Solo, I don't. I really I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Hey, you never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Come on. Yeah. Hey, like I was say, what up your nose with Chewbacca? rubber hose? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it would have been weird, but there. That's the whole thing that's kind of crazy. Is in the like mid seventies, you had you know Luke. You had George Lucas, De Palma. You know Francis Ford Coppola all these directors that were like tight and it's just like god damn like the shit that came out you know carrie well, hey, you know what back then they weren't what they are now so back then it was like indie helping indie bro yeah. it wasn't like this they're these million dollar movie makers you know yeah. that back then it was like hey i want to make a movie you make a movie you're gonna make a movie and everybody making movies yeah and with low budget as fuck <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and this this movie was a risk for De Palma. I mean, you know, Stephen Stephen King novels, based on a Stephen King novel, is does not have the same back kinda, in seventy six. Yeah, fuck no, dude. No. Back in seventy six, this was Stephen King's second book. Okay, second book, and yeah, but prior to that, it was Salem's Lot. So he, he literally had Salem's Lot, Carrie. The Salem's Lot TV movie didn't come out till after Carrie. Yep. All I'm saying is he had nothing. King had. The only credit King had was people that read his freaking uh, college magazine shorts that later went into his full his collections, or the horror community that read Stephen King on his second book. You you didn't have any clout at all with this. Yeah. As far as calling now, if you say, "Oh, it's a King property," people are going to go see it based off that, and then it's going to be your fault. Well, how bad did you fuck it up? You know what I mean? Like that's where King's at now. I think you know? I think one of the things that works is De Palma put these little tricks into this, so it's just not your ba- the story. The story's kind of basic when you look at it. Oh, it's basic as fuck. But he uses all these little tricks with just especially all the scenes in the gymnasium, 
different tactics like that. The camera close up, fade away into the background. There's so many tricks that he does that he he wanted to make this movie his own, and you can tell like it doesn't it stands out. And yeah, those and, are always the best King adaptations, and we'll obviously touch on this later in the year because September we always touch on kingship. But any of the great King adaptations, whereas where the director is kind of yeah done his own thing with the property and like made it to where it's still King, but hey, I'm sprinkling sprinkling <laughs> all the stuff in there. And De Palma did; he really did like. From the like from the, the angles he wanted everything shot at, I mean, and you could tell that between the seventy six and thirteen film, just the cinematography alone, yeah, is night and day. Minus because also thirteen uses a fair amount of CGI, which but there's just throwaway know. shots like you know when Carrie's in the classroom and the you know uh, the dude's doing the poem and the camera's on her and then fades her and pulls up to him and that's you know most times you do one shot her, one shot him. And De Palma's like, no, we're going to just take your eyes off of her and fade it to who we're supposed to. And exactly. Just neat little tricks like that. And I think, you know, one of the big reasons Carrie's successful is the two main actresses. And oh, yeah. We've got we got Sissy Spacek, who um, I feel like this was... This was her first movie, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And then she went on to do, like, The Coal Miner's Daughter. And awesome thing with this, though, is that... They brought her back for season one of Castle Rock on Hulu. That's right. Which is fucking awesome. Uh, that just yeah. I'm, just, I'm I'm hey guys, girls. <laughs> I'm a huge King nerd, so I'm just like oh god, this is SpaceX back in that ah. But um, then we've got uh well, three actually. We've got Piper Laurie who plays Mama. Yeah. <laughs> but the biggest actor of all in this film is the douchiest piece of shit ever. And that's John Travolta. Oh, yeah. It's fucking uh, Billy. Who, who are you going to the prom with, Sue? Billy Nolan. Chris. Uh, you mean the, Chris. the guy that beats the fucking pig with yeah. the sledgehammer? Like, hey, I got this. So. Whoa. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, but the funny thing is, he's only in it for what? like total That scene like and then the scene yeah. when they pull the yeah. fucking cord. And then when they're in the car. But yeah, he's not really in it that much for how big he became. You know, I well, mean, figure this came out at the same time he was doing Welcome Back, Connor. Yeah, this is before Urban Cowboy. This is before Saturday Night Fever. This is before all that. He well, was now, really doing TV, and then he did. Now <laughs> his, the girl who played his girl, the his girlfriend Nancy Allen. You know, she went on to do some more De Palma movies. She was what was she in? Uh, Dressed to Kill. So oh sh- real oh yeah, yeah. holy shit. Uh, she also is Robocop's partner. Fuck me, <laughs> God, dude, she is. Yeah. Oh shit, yeah. fuck, dude, she is. Yeah, so she popped up oh, in a wh- lot. What's of her other... fucking name in RoboCop? I'm trying to think. It's like, oh, uh, Alex, Lewis, no, Lewis, Lewis, because Al- it's Alex. Mur- it's Alex Murphy is RoboCop's full name, right? Yeah. So it's Lewis. Yeah, Anna Lewis or something. Yeah, Anna. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, I mean, like she's think in about both that, RoboCop one and two. She yeah. jumped. She was in this, and then just kind of jumped into like a lot of other big movies. So. Fuck, I can't believe that. Damn. <laughs> Awesomeness. So, all right. We talked a little bit about the OG. We're gonna we need to we need to dive into into the uh the remake here, the twenty thirteen. So what we got with twenty thirteen, we've got a twenty thirteen film directed by Kimberly Pierce. Now, she doesn't have a lot of directorial like credit. Uh she's done like three things, this being actually the last. She's done she's done like T V after this, yeah. like pretty much the last I'd say her, you know, probably her biggest is Boys Don't Cry. Boys right? Don't Cry with Hilary Swank. And that is a fucking good movie. Yeah, yeah. That is a fucking good movie. And when I saw it in theaters, 
uh, Carrie, I didn't know that who that was. But when I went back and rewatched it for this, some of that movie made more sense. Yeah, she definitely took a different approach from what De Palma yeah. did. And kind of where De Palma is just like, you know, heavy, heavy religious overtones and she discovers her powers. This the remake kind of treats it like this, her psychic powers, w- along with her period, is her like learning her beginning to like understand herself. Yeah, because her powers didn't hit her until she had her first period and she went yeah. through puberty. Whereas, same thing in uh, that's the same in both movies. The only difference is in the, the Palma, you got a lot of tits, which was nice. Oh yeah, <laughs> in the beginning. Hey, sorry, hey, we're creepy again. No, it's not creepy, uh, dude. Like breasts, breasts are amazing, ladies. I'm sorry, but more, more breasts, less CGI. I, if yeah, I had a slogan, that's dude. what it would be. <laughs> that needs to be the shirt. Can we yeah. do that and get away with that? More yeah. breasts, less CGI. Oh, because it's, this... just, it's not it's not coming from a creepy factor. It's like I just the woman the woman's body is amazing. So the opening to Brian De Palma's carry is just glorious. Like it's not like a teenage <laughs> boobs. It's like uh, be- just beautiful. Women's yeah. bodies, yeah. like you know, something wrong yeah, with that. Beautiful, yes, yes. Um, I will say the remake. They definitely got. I decided anything Carrie uses her abilities on has to be as heavy CGI as fucking possible, and it's very upsetting because that that was. <sighs> I was curious the approach. I'd seen this in the theater. It had been a long fucking time, and I was like, okay. I'm not hating this. And then the CGI happens. Okay, now I'm hating this. Yeah. And then the CGI blood happens at the end of the movie. Don't even. Oh, and God. I me. had to pause it and stop for a minute because I was like, okay, guys, there's one thing you, you have to not CGI among, among everything else. The fucking blood. It's the classic fucking scene. And not only did they CGI it, but they do it three times. They go, you see this? Wait, see it again? Other angle with CGI blood? Again, you're like, okay, guys. No, wait. The blood drop wasn't CGI. Oh, look at it again. It's The blood coming off of her was CGI. No, when the it goes blood up. drop is very... It's CGI. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Did I miss that? That's why they decided to show it off over and over again. Blood doesn't wave up and then splash down. It just splashes down. Like it. Maybe that shot of it falling... Did yeah, but like when it hits her, I don't feel like it's CGI. Eh, it looked pretty CGI. Let's just say it then cuts to practical where she's covered, and then when she gets angry, then again they can't help themselves. CGI where she's so angry, the blood is coming up off of her. Oh, man, I can't. I miss. I was like focused on that. Like I feel like maybe okay. I can see where coming out of the bucket it was CGI, but when it hits her, I don't feel like it's CGI, dude. All right, I do have to ask a very very important question because I have never actually read the book don't get angry with me but in the book does it really play the scene to be so accurate that the bucket hits a uh, dude man on the head that's on stage yes okay does he get killed by it uh if i remember the book correctly because i haven't read that in yeah. a while it doesn't say okay because in the original he gets hit over the head he's knocked out it's obvious he's knocked well, you out. don't know you don't know if he's knocked out or dead well, he, he never gets back up before the I school burns down. But they made sure up. this remake, he is he is dead, dead, eyes wide open. He is dead. I was just like, which kind of threw me off a little bit. It's still understandable, dude. If something falling from a great height and hits you in the right spot in the head, right? Which, and now, I say the right spot, it's not like a small spot. It's like the right spot of like a third of your head. It could kill you. It just seemed like De Palma figured it was almost unnecessary. 
And that's why I asked if it was in the book because it hits him and knocks him out right there. The probably the last person to talk Harry down. He's knocked out. It doesn't matter if he's knocked out or dead. This movie, they're like, oh, he's fucking dead. Just to make sure you know, he's fucking dead. I'm like, I'm pretty sure she's already pissed off anyway. Yeah. You don't need to add to it. It just bothered me. And then you get, which, it, man, if, if they had just gone practical with this, this would have been fun. Well, there's a lot of things in the final scene some, with the remake that was just like, But there's why did, some why kills you... that I was like, all right, but it's CGI, so fuck off. Like, that if they just the, take The Bleacher one wasn't CGI. Okay, there's one. I'm just giving you one. Oh, one, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool, <laughs> but no, it it, it the, the end scene and that and so rewatching it, it's the same bitch I had when I walked out when we walked out for seeing it in theater. Yeah, why'd they CGI all that? Oh, and the worst is fucking uh, Chris's death scene in the fucking car where her face goes through the fucking windshield. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck me, dude. Which again, you would have had an amazing like practical effect, like fucking all that glass, but no, they couldn't. And do they that. didn't put anything in her eye. It's a rated R movie. I know. Glass shard in the eye. Something. Because if I saw that, I might have puked. And again, I hate I'm going to ask you thing. another question. Mm-hmm. Um, her, the friend that sets up Carrie or Sue, you know, yeah. Sue. Um, in the book, sh- did she find out she's pregnant? Is that a book thing or is that? That just... I don't remember. Okay, that I don't remember because again, that random, was random as fuck. Random dude. as shit. Where you see her throw up, you're like, okay, and then. And this one, she shows up at Carrie's house. As it doesn't she's, happen. And I Carrie's like, like no. she's okay. going to be a girl. And I'm like, what does this have? Why is this in here? Does I will this say, fucking matter? I will say, I don't remember if it had, I, I don't remember it happening in the book. Right. But I do know that Sue didn't show up at the house in the book. Okay. So if it happened, it happened outside of the final, like, Because here's scene. the thing is, I had watched something that told me the last shot and this is the gravestone, a la like the first one, but you just, you know, start seeing, instead of her hand popping up, you see a crack. In Hear the, a scream. In the Let me get the stone. scream. Okay. Let me get the scream. But here's the thing. The director actually had a more hardcore final shot, That's which is Sue having her child, and then an arm, Carrie's arm, pops up out of her stomach. Credits. That would have been rad. Yeah. But I think that's the only reason that she was pregnant the last, talked about being pregnant the last 10 minutes is because she really wanted that end scene. Oh, you didn't know. Oh. Yeah. That was that was bullshit. Yeah. Now, I will say that Carrie's home life between the two movies, in the remake, that was like, for me, the best part, saving grace of the film. Julianne Moore did an Great. awesome job. Yeah. She's the best part about it. Was she Piper Laurie? No. Did she do a good job? Yes. Yeah. Piper Laurie is the ultimate of f- fucking horrific mothers. Like, but she added just small things that made her creepy in a different way. Oh, with like the cutting thing. I like was about the, to the, say, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. When she's talking, and she almost like she has to punish herself, and like she she's cutting herself while like she's talking. They to never woman. say it, but I'm pretty sure they're Catholic because they're yeah. all about hating yourself and punishing yourself. The right? uh, beginning of the movie when you know she accidentally gives birth to cancer. I mean, her daughter. And she has the knife about to... No, scissors. Or scissors, yeah. Fucking scissors. Yeah. And then she stops for a second. I was like, I don't remember that in the first movie. So... <laughs> you know, and I don't remember that in the book. It might have been a flashback scene when they're talking. Yeah. But, like, I don't remember the book. I feel like the book is all from Carrie's perspective. So I don't remember the the, the mom wanting to kill Carrie uh, right off the bat. So... In my opinion, the weakest part of the movie is the most obvious, and that's... The girl that played Carrie, I, her, her, 
she's yeah, for some reason she keeps doing remakes. She did uh, let the right one in. I didn't hate her as much in that as this. This it just seemed like her approach to Carrie is is just look like you're holding a fart the entire time and just look confused and upset, but not actually timid and new to this outside world like Sissy Spacek so did. I feel I feel like she does look new, uh, but more like a confused new versus like newborn baby. It just looks like there's something like she's like just it just doesn't translate the way it did for Sissy Spacek. And I don't know. Again, I agree with that. I and, do. And maybe some of that has to do with the fact that, you know, that was Sissy Spacek's first role. Obviously, I'm watching this going, oh, that's Hit Girl. Oh, that's... And that probably doesn't help, but I just didn't buy it. And I thought that really, besides, obviously, the obnoxious CGI, was the big thing that affected my opinion on this movie. But that, that's a good point, though. I mean, we, we, we you're looking at Sissy Spacek, like, n- if she's new to the production of this film, like, that would... That would it, it would be easy to translate versus... Chloe Grace uh, Moretz, Moretz yeah. who um, we'll say CGM, been, we'll call her CGM, CGM, who <laughs> who's been in this already, yeah, you know, and that that's a good way. Like we've already talked about, Julianne Moore is the mom. Chloe Grace Moretz does play Carrie. Uh, Judy Greer takes on the role of the gym teacher, which is that's awesome. Right. And a little little tidbit here for oh for stuff we got we got Hart Boxner who plays Ellis in Die Hard as the father. Of Chris. I thought he looked fucking familiar. Yeah. God damn it. That was me doing say, you don't know me, you don't know me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the father that went to the principal's office and pre- tried to protect his daughter was none other than Ellis. Hey. This is Bub. Is this, hey. really, is this really gonna happen this week? Because I just listened to another one where they covered Supergirl and the main main love interest in Supergirl. That same motherfucking dude the, from Die Hard. Yeah. Wait, Supergirl the movie? Yeah. The trash, yeah, the main oh. dude in that. I, I gotta rewatch that movie because I haven't seen that in forever. <laughs> Not to go too much off the rails. No, but that movie's it's just horrible. To hear that dude's brought up in that, and then here we bring it up in this kind of just random as shit. That movie's terrible. Yes, yes, it is it's terrible. Yes. So yeah, that's that's the cast. The cast is a little bit smaller. Oh, we forgot somebody from the original one, man. We forgot fucking uh, P.J. Souls. She's up in that shit. Oh yeah, and uh, William Cat plays fucking the boyfriend. Yeah, who, who takes Carrie out? Who was in House? He has to say later on in House and Greatest American Hero Rose. show, whatever. Yeah, you know. he's he's so the cast is definitely more stellar in the original yeah. <laughs> than the remake. Yeah. But I will say Judy Judy Greer's character as the as the uh, gym teacher is fucking badass. Yeah, like also I'll throw out there because I like one of the other movies. At the end, uh, Angel. Igor or whatever, who plays Tommy in this one. Mm-hmm. Main dude in uh, Baby Driver. If you Yes, like. no. That's like the only thing he's done good since... I know, but he's done I something else. I mean, yeah. if you look at most of his cast, I don't give two shits about most of his But no, Baby Driver kicks out. He was great in Baby Driver, but he was he was in something else. Where I'm like, oh. Uh, uh, he, the, yeah. the Divergent series. That's it. Yeah. yeah those, I want to diverge oh, away from everyone. Hey, wait, hold on. Those. I want to be Hunger Games, but I'm not. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's diverge your, your eyes away from those movies, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but no, Baby Driver is a fucking awesome movie. Definitely check out Baby Driver if you have it. I mean, who? Jamie Foxx, fucking... John Hamm. John Yeah, John Hamm. John Hamm. Oh, yeah. John Hamm. Dude, we need to have a Mad Men episode on the flagship. Fuck me, man. Well, before we do that, we have to have a Breaking Bad episode. That's not going to happen, bro. God damn it. So, all right. This is going to be an easy one. We're going to get through the nitty-gritty here. All right. (laughs) 
This movie, the reason we didn't dive delve too deep into like the actual story is because this remake, when it came out, touted that it was going to be completely different, different take on the original '76 film. What we got was a pretty much ninety eighty-five percent, yeah, frame for frame. I don't know. Sue's pregnant in this one. That's the fifteen percent. Yeah, I mean it's- Sue being pregnant and the initial scene of Julianne Moore. Yeah. Makes the fifteen percent. I mean, the gym, the gym teacher's dialogue is literally word for word from the original. Like, like the montage of them of them shopping for fucking tuxedos. Yeah, yeah. for prom, dude. But Sue is pregnant. Totally that, different again. That <laughs> and the opening scene. Oh, make and, up the fifteen percent. And she does more with the car that tries to run her over than yeah you know, yeah. You this know, CGI glass. This remake ended up being a shot for shot. It was like watching Dirty Dancing, but with the Stephen King property. You know that Dirty Dancing remake where it was literally the same fucking movie? Yeah. But, like, they're wearing, like, Amber Crombie and Fitch in, like, Aeropostale versus, like, yeah, Levi. Yeah, there's no reason for... Like, what the fuck are you doing? Actually, it's kind of, you can throw this out, it's kind of like Prom Night that we did not that long ago, where... I, I think I'd watch the Prom Night remake over, over this wow. again. Dude, I did this movie... It's a bold statement. Because, uh, again... Stephen King fan here. That's true. It does come hurt. on, man. It does cut you a little it hurts, deeper. It hurts a little bit, man. <laughs> it cuts a little deeper. It hurts a little All right, bit. I'll give you that. So, so anyway, uh, but I do want to give it one credit, what right. I, uh, or, or uh, a nod that what I think they were trying to do, mm-hmm. trying to do, and it just takes a certain individual to maybe see it that they were trying to do that was by choosing Chloe Grace Moretz as Carrie. I think they were trying to deviate a little bit from the fact that you had to... Now, Sissy Spacek is a gorgeous woman. She was back then. Uh, she is. She's she's aged so well. She is like the gilf, I guess you'd call her. Um, but, <laughs> but she definitely had the deer in the headlights look of yeah. being f- afraid and anxious. Chloe Moretz never had that. So my thing that I think the director was trying to do was show you that the anxiety... And the bullying can happen to anybody. Yeah. Kimberly Pierce, if that's what you're trying to do, I feel like in that level, this movie succeeded. Because it did show Carrie getting fucking shit on hard. But Chloe, the actress, isn't bad looking. They definitely added after the blood gets spilled, where now the video of her... At prom being played, yeah. Yeah, gets played, and that would definitely add some more. This is going to be the smallest of small gripes, but it just irritated me. She kept raising her hands to use her powers. And I've seen so many superhero movies now that I'm just so kind of dull to that moment. Watching the original and see his basic arms by her side, just using her eyes to fuck shit up, it just comes off as more fucking badass. Oh, it totally comes off more badass. Because it's just like she in this remake, she's using her hands and like to like watch me move this. Woo! And but like, it, but it, like it shows her like, choking people. I understand, but the head tilting in the original, where Sister oh, Space yeah. was like, "Oh, y'all gonna try to use that door? Turn head, fucking dead." I like that shit. Oh yeah, no, that's way better. Yeah, I mean, there are a couple things that they did because not only did they show her like hold, like hold up, like she's choking. They 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 would show the imprint on the on the throat. And I'm fine like, with some of that. It's just every time, like she never had that. She was like Scarlet Witch, but in yeah, the horror world. Yeah. That's basically no. I mean, that's basically what she was. And I get what you're saying. The Carrie make doesn't. It, it, it's a fucking filler for me. 2013 Carrie is a filler for me. I just do want to give it the credit that it did well enough to show a portrayal of a 
pretty much what could have been the head of the cheerleader squad looking girl right raised in a fucked up like backwoods religious fucking house yeah not being exposed to the fucking world around her how that could also come out to where now she's being bullied because she doesn't so know. So you're giving this movie like a D, a D minus as 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 like I see you try to do something, so I'm not gonna fail you, but I'm never gonna fucking watch your movie again. Yeah, you're you are a filler. <laughs> you are totally a filler. And I, I will a filler for me again. It's just sad because I think you could potentially had some really cool death scenes if you did them practical, not CGI. But again, yeah, why would we want to take the time to do that when we could just type it in a computer and make it happen? So do you get what I'm saying about the about the yeah, maybe the different take on like bullying happens across the board. So I'll I'll take a moment to get on a little bit of a soapbox. Bullying happens across the board and it has for as long as bullying's even been a thing that people are aware of. And Carrie did dive the original Carrie did dive into that, the nineteen seventy six film, but they did pick an actress who was not as, I guess, by standards. I thought I think Sissy Spacek is beautiful. Uh, standards that would be as accepting back in the seventies because she had freckles, and you know, apparently that's a fucking social faux pas with beauty is freckles. Oh God, yeah. can't have fucking freckles. Um, I really think that's the biggest thing about why they like one of the reasons why they chose her. Was because of freckles. There was just every other, innocence there. She just she she looked innocent. She looked like every she other actress. Be in high school, had, every other though. actress of the main clique had clear non-freckle yeah. skin. But I'm saying she looked like she shouldn't be in high school, even though she is in high school. Mm-hmm. She just looked so young and naive. Well, and that goes into the upbringing. Yeah, right? and, and this I just one didn't buy it with with the with Chloe. Like I just it, it just didn't she have adapted to it too quick. Yeah, I think she did adapt to it too quick. But I think the original message was to show that, like, you can still potentially look like you should be a fucking rock star, but you're still getting bullied on, and you're still getting, like, some of the meanest shit in the world happening to you. Yeah. And for that, I give it an applaud, because normalizing bullying, not normalizing it to the point where it's like, it's okay to happen, I mean normalizing, like, everybody... Well, I mean, get the, shit on. Well, I mean, the director is familiar with this. Boys don't cry. The whole theme of that is exactly is bullying to the level of murder. I mean, shit. Exactly. And the and the the uh, I hadn't actually seen a picture of the director. I've seen Boys Don't Cry. I'd never seen a picture of the director, but uh, I saw a picture of Kimberly Pierce earlier today, prior to recording this. And I swear that movie was based around her. She had the yeah. same haircut that Hillary Swank did in that movie. I mean, dude, like and. And to put that movie out there like that, like I gave, I, I got, I've got to give the credit where it's due. Boys don't cry, kicked ass. It's a good fucking movie because bullying is fucking bullshit. Now, and now make a not remake horror movie about bullying, please, and, and go from there. There you give go. Give me that. Yeah, you've got, you've got <laughs> don't, content. Don't, don't involve any remakes. Just do it, an OG one. Yeah, just do go. it. Just fucking yeah. do it. So uh, that's where we're at with the 2013 remake of Carrie. It's a fucking filler. It's unanimous. Uh, never watching that fucking, never fucking watching that again. Yeah. Uh, not one of the worst ones, but not going to pass the, no, yeah. not, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's no, yeah, no, no, it's uh, still filling the toilet. Oh, it's filling the toilet. <laughs> that, that's about as bad as filler is. I've got other descriptions for worse. Yeah. This one's say, just filling the toilet. When you get angry, there's not, you just don't go, yeah, the toilet's fine. <laughs> no, like, no, it's like, no, it's toilet it's, on top of this, and add yeah, this yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, always check out geopodcast.com. 
Check out all our links. We got Amazon.com. You click on the link. You go. You go and you just log in and shop on Amazon like normal because it's through our link. We get a little bit of kickback and we fucking appreciate that shit. Uh, the other link would be T Public, and that's where all the designs are for all our merch. You go through that link and you can get our designs on shirts, hoodies, fucking notebook covers, mugs, fucking travel mugs. Make fucking make a collage of our stickers, all stickers, the- magnets, all that shit. And then really please cool. definitely do that. We love seeing fucking GUI network uh, merch floating around wherever the fuck we are. Yeah. Uh, and then and while you're on GUIpodcast.com, definitely check out all the other shows under the network. We have something for everybody. There is something there. There's a flavor for everybody. And until we talk to you again, stay safe. studios that keep rehashing the same things only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse join mike the hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots remakes and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite tv and film properties ideas like a john waters he-man movie fantastic for the musical and aliens done entirely with marionettes what podcast would bring this evil upon the world this is smack my pitch up available anywhere you get your podcasts Hey guys, Scotty Big Daddy Preston here, that's right, the Geek Father, asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, join us or cry. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com.